Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What can we do as flight instructors when we notice a student putting up a defense mechanism? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening to the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. FOI course is done. We're about four of 12 videos through um the actual flight instructor airplane portion of that and the flying portion as well. A lot of great things coming up. End of July 2017 is the goal for the CFI online ground school to be done. I'm confessing that now so you hear it so you can all hold me accountable to get it done. Today we're talking about defense mechanisms. The defense mechanisms are things, literally mental roadblocks and things your students can do when criticized, when told, hey, this isn't right, this is the proper way to do it, when they even when they do things right sometimes, they can self-sabotage their own success. You will need to know these for the FOI, you will need to know these for, you need to know everything for the flight instructor airplane check ride. it seems like. Um, minimum, when I went to DPE school, one thing they said is, they don't, this is the FAA talking, they don't want to see a single CFI check ride done in less than four hours. They said, there's no way it could possibly get done in less than four, there's no way you could cover everything in less than four hours. So we're going to talk about defense mechanism. You hearing that may have just made you inadvertently put up a defense mechanism, right? The defense mechanisms are repression, denial, compensation, projection, rationalization, reaction formation, fantasy, and displacement. And we're going to work through those. I'm going to read to you what the FAA has to say about it, and then I'm going to break it into plain English so we can apply it and know it for any upcoming knowledge tests or check rides. I'm reading straight from the Aviation Instructor's Handbook, the most recent edition, a great free publication produced by the FAA. The first we said is repression. Repression is the defense mechanism whereby a person places uncomfortable thoughts into inaccessible areas of the unconscious mind. Things a person is unable to cope with are now pushed away, repressing these feelings, right? To be dealt with at another time or hopefully never because they faded away on their own accord. The level of repression can vary from temporarily forgetting an uncomfortable thought, such as thought amnesia, um, where the events are triggered by the anxiety are deeply buried. Repressed memories do not disappear and may reappear in dreams or in slips of the tongue, a Freudian slip. For example, a student pilot may have repressed fear of flying that inhibits his or her ability to learn to fly. When I gave the example of self-sabotage, the people who have a self-sabotage oftentimes in their flight training, they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because of a repressed fear, feeling, scared of heights, 
scared of flying, and they say they're going to use learning to fly to overcome that fear. That's certainly one way to do it if we go about it in the appropriate, healthy manner to do it. So be careful, and your cues to that are going to be Freudian slips and these types of things. You're going to run into learning roadblocks that are going to identify themselves down the road as repression to something that you probably weren't even around for in that case. They have a fear of stalling because a friend once told them how scary stalls were 10 years ago. And now they're just learning to fly, but they still remember that fear of stalling from that one story their buddy told them, feelings they repressed that are going to come out. Next is denial. Denial is a refusal to accept external reality because it's too threatening. It is the refusal to acknowledge what has happened, is happening, or will happen. It is a form of repression, though which stressful thoughts are banned from memory. Related to denial is minimization. When a person minimizes something, he or she accepts what has happened, but in a diluted form. Do we all have a friend like that that you know just, hey, you kind of screwed up and uh, you're taking blame for it sort of, but you're not telling the whole story right? That's called denial. For example, the instructor finds a screwdriver on the wing of the aircraft uh, the maintenance student was repairing and explains the hazards of FOD, foreign object damage. The student, unwilling to accept the reality that his or her inattention could have caused an aircraft accident, denies having been in a hurry the previous day. Well, the student minimizes the incident, accepting he or she left the tool, but pointing out that nothing bad happened as a result. Yeah, I left that screwdriver but nothing bad happened because of it, right? They're, they're flipping the story a little bit. They, they have a future in, in politics, right? Everybody's got their spin on things, it seems like, when we're dealing with denial here. Compensation is the next one. Compensation is a process of physiological counterbalancing perceived weakness by emphasizing a strength in other areas. Through compensation, students, are, students often attempt to disguise the presence of a weak or undesirable quality by emphasizing a more positive one. Hey, uh, I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. You've heard that phrase before, right? That philosophy is an example of compensation. Compensation involves substituting success in the realm of life and other realms in which a person suffers a weakness. If I was ever guilty of a defense mechanism, it was compensation in a way with my flight maneuvers. I, my personality, if you haven't gathered this, is I am a people pleaser personality. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to be proud of me. I want everyone to think I did my absolute best because I sure as heck tried my absolute best. So on a flight lesson, my slow flight would be great, but I'd really goof up my steep turns, let's say. And my instructor would want to talk about, Jason, your steep turns though, they just, they, you're not going to pass a check right with those steep turns, they would say. Say, yeah, but my slow flight was, I mean, and they go, yeah, your slow flight was great. And that's what, you know, of that mindset of, of my, you know, wanting, wanting positive affirmations, you know, that, that's my, that's my language, right? I wanted to hear them say, yeah, your slow flight was good, but there's always a but, right? Try to compensate with talking about what you did well and ignoring what you did poorly here. Next is projection. 
through projection, an individual places his or her own unacceptable impulses onto someone else. A person relegates the blame for personal shortcomings, mistakes, and transgressions to others or attributes personal motives, desires, characteristics, and impulses to others. The student pilot who fails a flight exam and says, I failed because I had a poor checkride examiner, believes the failure was not due to a lack of their personal skill or knowledge. The student then blames the examiner for an unfair examination is what they end up blaming them for, right? Oh, I can't believe they would ask that. They're projecting their own flaws onto someone else. You're shifting the blame, so to say. That is a very common defense mechanism you'll see. And unfortunately, as a flight instructor, and if this hasn't happened yet, it will happen, you will experience, you will be the one that gets these negative qualities projected onto you. Because if you have a student who goes out on a stage check, a check ride, and goofs something up, it falls back on you. And they're going to project on you. Well, so-and-so never showed me that, or you didn't teach it to me that way. And they're going to take their, their, their issues and project them onto you. And sometimes it's well-deserved, right? Sometimes we, we goof up as instructors, but sometimes you have to put your foot down and go, no, we did do that. This is why I always, even though I mostly taught part 61, I still followed a syllabus. I still took notes. I, what I did, and this is Remember, this is 10 years ago, so we could do all this on the iPad now, but 10 years ago, I was going and I would literally print out one syllabus for each student, write their name on it as we go through each lesson and write their notes and save it in my little filing cabinet just to have it there to say, if I ever go back, they know on, on June 12th, we did this, this, and this. So you can't say that just to kind of protect myself. A little bit. Let's keep moving forward here. Rationalization now. Another very, very popular one you're going to see a lot as a flight instructor. Rationalization is a subconscious technique for justifying actions that would otherwise be unacceptable. When true rationalization takes place, individuals sincerely believe in the plausible and acceptable excuses which seem real and justifiable. For example, a student mechanic in, in A&P learning, a student mechanic performs poorly on a test. He or she may justify the poor grade by claiming there wasn't enough time to learn all the required information. The student does not admit to failing uh, you know, to join the class for the study groups or anything above and beyond or taking the bonus quizzes offered, right? They, they don't do these things above and beyond like they could have. They just say, I wasn't given enough time for the test, for studying, whatever it may be. In reality, I know we all have 24 hours in a day, but we can find time for things that really matter to us. Sounds very similar to projection, but with projection, you, you take that blame and give it to somebody else. Rationalization, you're rationalizing your actions by saying, I didn't do well on this test because I wasn't given enough time in the maintenance shop to practice and study. Similar to projection, but you're rationalizing why you didn't do so well on this. Next one's an easy one to understand, reaction formation. In reaction formation, a person fakes a belief opposite to the true belief because the true belief causes anxiety. 
the person feels an urge to do or say something and, and then actually does or say something the opposite of what he or she really wants. For example, a student may develop a who cares how other people feel attitude to cover up their feeling of loneliness, uh, hunger for acceptance, you know, whatever that may be for them. They go, but instead they want, this would be, you know, me in that example of somebody who, who wants to hear positive affirmations, wants to hear they did well, wants to talk about the good, wants everyone to like them. That's my personality. A reaction formation for me when I'm not getting that perhaps, those, those positive affirmations would be, who cares what everybody else thinks? When in reality, I just told you, I care so deeply about what everybody else thinks, right? You're saying the opposite. It's a reaction formation. It's an incorrect statement. You need to be on the lookout for that. Uh, Two more here. Fantasy. Fantasy occurs when a student engages in daydreams about how things should be rather than doing anything about how things really are. The student uses his or her imagination to escape from reality into a fictitious world, a world of success or pleasure. This provides a simple and satisfying escape from problems, but if the student gets sufficient satisfaction from daydreaming, he or she may stop trying to achieve goals altogether. Perhaps the transitioning pilot is having trouble mastering a more complex aircraft, which jeopardizes his or her dream of becoming an airline pilot. It becomes easier to daydream about a career than to achieve the certification. Lost in the fantasy, the student spends more time daydreaming about being a successful airline pilot than working towards the goal. When carried to extremes, the world of fantasy and reality can become so confused that the daydreamer cannot distinguish one from the other. We're all dreamers at heart, right? I think we're, as pilots, we all are very goal-oriented, but and I believe strongly in seeing yourself where you want to be in the future, but there's a line to draw there as well because it can create less ambition on your part. And you need to know and be aware of that. Displacement is our last one, and then we'll wrap this up. Displacement. This defense mechanism results in the unconscious shift of emotion, effect, or desire from the original object to a more acceptable, less threatening substitute. Displacement avoids the risk associated with feeling unpleasant emotions and puts them somewhere other than where they belong. For example, an avionics student is angry with their instructor over grade received, but Fears dis, you know, but fears displaying that anger could cause the instructor to lower that grade even more. The student might choose to express the anger, but redirects it towards another safer person, such as a spouse or a close friend. Maybe the student yells at the spouse or the close friend, but the student knows the spouse or the friend forgives the anger and ignores it. The student is allowed to express anger without risking failure of the class. They're displacing that anger now onto someone else. You see, these are all defense mechanisms that you're going to see all of them in any length of career as a flight instructor. You'll see multiple at the same time often. 
projection, displacement can go hand in hand sometimes. They project the blame onto you and then they complain and express their anger to someone else about them projecting their anger about you. They create a reaction formation about it. They live in a fantasy world where it's not their fault. They're already where they need to be and it's you, the instructor, that's holding them back. And you have to help them break down these barriers. I've said it a hundred times, but as a flight instructor, you are more psychologist than you are flight instructor. And when you understand that and realize that, it's going to make you a safer, smarter pilot and cause the pilots you're creating now to become safer, smarter individuals as well. So I hope you're loving this podcast. I hope you're encouraging and sending your students our way. Let your students know that you listen to the CFI podcast. We also have the private instrument and commercial pod podcast, three different podcasts, the private pod podcast, the instrument pilot podcast, and the commercial pilot podcast, all for them as well to take action on. So help them find those as well. Can't wait to hear more about your success stories out there in the sky. So listen, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see ya.